Amen. This has been a broadcast of the 186th Annual General Conference of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Speakers were selected from the general authorities and general officers of the church. Music was provided by the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. This broadcast has been furnished as a public service by Bonneville Distribution. Any reproduction, recording, transcription, or other use of this program without written consent is prohibited. Thinking about moving, buying, or selling a home? LDSAgents.com has been connecting clients with real estate agents for 17 years. Our 3,000-plus agents cover the USA and Canada. At LDSAgents.com, we focus on safe neighborhoods. Our agents know the location of wards and temples. They understand that families place a high priority on the quality of schools and finding family-friendly neighborhoods. We also focus on agent performance. We will recommend the best agents for your specific needs, and they will educate you about commute times to work, youth programs, seminary, and more. At LDSAgents.com, we speak your language. So, to reduce the stress of your move, simply type in LDSAgents.com on your computer or mobile device. We will respond quickly to your needs. We look forward to helping you buy or sell a home at ldsagents.com. It's over 5,000 miles from Salt Lake to Brussels, but when terror struck, it hit very close to home, injuring three Utah missionaries. I saw fire in front of my face and around my body. Two have returned to Utah, but one still waits to come home, recovering in a European hospital. You're going to get better. Yeah. From the minute the unthinkable happened in Brussels, KSL News Radio kept you informed every step of the way. We feel blessed that they survived. However, we know there's a lot of people that didn't have the same outcome. With breaking information about the condition of these brave missionaries and reaction from their families as they recover. There were a lot of loved ones that did not receive a positive phone call. And our hearts break. And our hearts break. From tragedy to healing, our mission is to make sure their mission, their story, is told completely. LDS missionary Mason Wells says he's lucky his injuries weren't worse, and God has a plan for everything in his life. When breaking news hits close to home, we take care of our own. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. It all started in 1997. It was a one-man show those first few years. Making deliveries, making sales calls, billing, and the after-hours on call. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. Back in the day, I bought my uncle's beat-up old vans so we could make deliveries. 
I spent more money repairing the van than it cost to buy it. Well, after many miles and my share of nuts and bolts, I decided it was time for a nice showroom, a place to make you feel at home. Well, nine showrooms later, throughout Utah and southern Idaho, we're a best-of-state winner, as well as winning the National Home Medical Equipment Excellence Award. That's a pretty big deal, but one thing hasn't changed. We go out of our way to make sure that you have what you need and are comfortable with what you get. To find a location near you, visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Let us help you bring wellness home. This is the conference report for the Sunday afternoon session of the 186th General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm Paul Nelson. After prayers and hymns from the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, Elder Robert D. Hales of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles spoke first. His message was about the Holy Ghost and how it's different than the light of Christ. He says the Holy Ghost can guide major decisions like marriage, missions, and whether or not we have children, but only if we use our agency to study the matter first, then come to the Lord in prayer. Personal revelation is essential, but is only one part of the work of the Holy Ghost. He added that the Holy Ghost is not given to control us and we may feel its influence differently and that sometimes the adversary can give us false ideas disguised as messages from the Holy Ghost. He also reminded members that they can't personally receive revelation on behalf of others. I know of a young man who told a young woman, I've had a dream. You're to be my wife. (laughs) You got it. The young woman pondered that statement and then replied and responded, When I have the same dream, I'll come and talk to you. Up next was Elder Garrett W. Gong of the Presidency of the Seventy, reminding church members to always remember the Lord. He says there are several ways to do that. For instance, having confidence in the Lord's covenants. The Lord remembers and assures nations and peoples in these days of motion and commotion. Some trust in horses, some in chariots. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. After this was a talk from Elder Patrick Kieran of the Seventy. He spoke about refugees in his, and in, in his church assignments in Europe, where one and a quarter million refugees have fled from war-torn countries. Half of them were children. Under the direction of the First Presidency, the church is working with 75 organizations in 17 European countries. These organizations range from large international institutions to small community initiatives. He says there are heated discussions about how to help refugees. He says his remarks were not meant to comment on specific policies, but to focus on the people in need. He called for members to be more aware of world events that drive refugees from their home and to take a stand against intolerance. Across Europe specifically, I've seen members of the church who have experienced a joyful awakening and enriching of the soul as they have responded to that deep, innate desire to reach out and serve those in such extreme need around them. Elder Dallin H. Oaks was next at the pulpit, and he spoke about how there will be opposition in all things. He says the purpose of life is for the children of God to gain the experiences that they need in order to progress toward perfection. When we make wrong choices, as we inevitably will, we are soiled by sin and must be cleansed to proceed toward our eternal destiny. The Father's plan provides the way to do this. 
Elder Kent F. Richards then spoke about the power of godliness, saying that the temple ordinances are where the keys of the holy priesthood are ordained, and that the power of God is manifest there. Our responsibility is to receive that which our Father offers. For unto him that receiveth it shall be given more abundantly. This was followed by Elder Paul V. Johnson of the Seventy, who spoke about the resurrection of mankind. He gave a personal story about his daughter, Elisa, who passed away from cancer. A little over a month before she passed away, Elisa wrote, Easter is a reminder of all that I hope for for myself, that someday I will be healed and someday I will be whole. The session wrapped up with Elder Jeffrey R. Holland of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, thanking everybody who made conference great. And he also said that he had to show a picture that he saw on the Internet showing a T-Rex chasing kids depicting his children as us and the T-Rex as tomorrow. He says it can sometimes feel like this. However, he says the messages of conference were designed to encourage people, not discourage people. Only the adversary, the enemy of us all, would try to convince us that the ideals outlined in general conference are depressing and unrealistic, that people don't really improve, that no one really progresses, And why does Lucifer give that speech? Because he knows he can't improve. He mentioned even Moses and Jesus Christ had to deal with the followers who corrupted themselves, but he says the Lord blesses all that seek to improve. If you stumble in that pursuit, so does everyone. He says that the great thing about the gospel is that we get credit for crying even if we fail and that God will never abandon us. This has been the conference report for the Sunday afternoon session of the 186th Annual General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm Paul Nelson, KSL News Radio. You know it's not the same world you grew up in. Things could change in an instant. When you have family, the stress of being prepared extends well beyond you. Hence the need for PrepperCon. PrepperCon at Southtown Expo Center in Sandy, April 15th and 16th, is where all things preparation come together, all under one roof. If you're worried about what's happening in the world, worried about the power grid and how stable it is or isn't, PrepperCon is for you. There's everything you need to prepare for natural disasters, economic collapse, EMPs, cyber attacks, and off-the-grid living. Take a -a one-of-a-kind ride in a hurricane simulator with more than $15,000 worth of prizes, including a $5,000 geodesic dome, food storage, and personal defense giveaways. Get your discount tickets at PrepperCon.com. That's PrepperCon.com. If you're concerned about the world we live in and where it's going, you have to be at PrepperCon. 12 and under are free. Good afternoon. It's 411 in the KSL 24-hour newsroom. I'm Dan Jessup. KSL's top national story this hour from ABC News. Amid tight security, Brussels Airport reopened today, 12 days after the deadly suicide bombings that killed 16 people there and another 16 in the Brussels subway. To the sound of applause. First of three Belgian Airlines flights to European destinations almost two weeks since those deadly airport blasts ripped through Brussels Airport, killing at least 16 people. Today, the airport is open for business again, but only partially. Under tighter security, the first passengers file through metal detectors and scanners. That's ABC's Lama Hassan. Your voice, your vote 2016. All eyes on Wisconsin presidential candidates campaigning in the key battleground state ahead of its Tuesday primary. GOP candidates. 
candidate Ted Cruz talking about his stance on military action today in Green Bay. One of the most shameful things of the last seven years has been this president sending our fighting men and women into combat with rules of engagement so strict that their arms are tied behind their backs that they cannot fight, they cannot win, they cannot defeat their enemy. The debate, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton today agreeing to participate in an upcoming debate hosted by ABC's Good Morning America saying, well, I'll be there. I want to debate, and I'm confident that we can work out a time to do that. The debate would be Friday morning, April 15th. Bernie Sanders has not yet accepted the invitation from ABC. Police say they've arrested the man responsible for intentionally hitting Springville police officers with a car last week. Salt Lake City Police Department say they arrested Decker Corbin, Decker Corbin late last night. He's being taken to Utah County jail to face hit-and-run charges. Both officers involved are recovering and have returned to full duty. Iron County officials calling off the search for 34-year-old Daniel Brown. He had left to get help March 28th when the family's vehicle had become stuck. His wife and four children were left with the vehicle. She called 911. They were rescued, but Daniel Brown has not been seen since. If you have information, please call the Iron County Sheriff's Office. Traffic and weather together. We do have an accident 9th East at 6300 South in the intersection there. Also, in both directions, intersection of 4700 South and 3900 West. Wasatch Front weather, mostly sunny today. Chance of showers tomorrow. Linda's Furniture offering no sales tax on your purchases now through April 4th. Sofa sets, dining rooms, bedrooms, office, no sales tax. Linda's Furniture, 3333 South Highland Drive. Linda's Furniture, 3330 South Highland Drive. Downtown 67, it's 413. I'm Dan Jessup, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM, Utah's news, traffic, and weather station. This program is brought to you by Edelman Financial Services. The views expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the views of this station. You should consult a financial advisor or conduct your own due diligence and base all financial decisions on your specific situation. The show is furnished by Edelman Financial Services, a registered investment advisor. Rick Edelman is also a registered representative and principal of Sanders Morris Harris, an affiliated broker-dealer, member FINRA SIPC. This is the Rick Edelman Show. Now, here's Rick Edelman. And a very happy weekend to you. Welcome to the Rick Edelman Show. It's the truth about money. You know the drill. We're going to talk about whatever's on your mind in the field of investments, taxes, mortgages, insurance, college planning, retirement planning, buying houses, leasing cars, getting out of debt, whatever you want to chat about, 888-PLAN-RICK. That's the phone number if you've got questions about your personal finances. Just call us right now, anytime through 8.30 p.m. this evening, 888-752-6742. Later on in the program today, we've got the director of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the CFPB, uh, talking with us about how they are helping protect you against the bad boys of the financial services sector. Complaints over everything about your credit card company to your cable box provider to your cell phone servicing company. We're going to find out what the CFPB is doing for you and how you can gain their help. So uh, stay tuned for that coming up on the program later today. We have... um, had a bit of a rock and roll period so far this year, haven't we? Uh, Caused a lot of people to get very upset in the beginning of the year, January, early February, when the stock market fell 10% in six weeks. There's been a big sigh of relief as the stock market has fully recovered all of those losses and the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the S&P 500, both at a high for the year as of right now. 
So all of the losses of the first six weeks have been eliminated, wiped away clean, and profits are once again, we're in the green uh, on uh, the data. So it's um, fascinating, however, how people are reacting psychologically to this. Yale School of Management just released a study showing that investors earlier this year, while the stock market was down 11% in the middle of February, investors, based on their research, were the most pessimistic that they had been in three years. Ah! Investors were panicking because the stock market had fallen 10% in six weeks. In other words, when we say to you, golly gee, based on what's happened recently, what do you think is going to happen next? Yale's research shows that people's predictions of what's going to happen next are simply extensions of what has already just happened. In other words, investors' forecasts, they say, are really aftercasts. Simple projections of the recent past into the future. Let me put it to you this way. Do you fall victim of this potentially? Is it possible that when you see the stock market falling consistently and sharply over a six-week period, the stock market down 10%, do you therefore assume that week seven will equally be down? That's often what investors do. Let's see if you fall victim to this pattern. I'm going to ask you a simple question. What are the odds the stock market will fall at least 12% in a single day at some point within the next six months? What are the odds it's going to happen? You've seen the stock market fall 12% in a single day. That's what you, you, right? So what are the odds it's going to happen on a single day over the next six months? Yale's research says that you probably said the odds of this happening are at least 10%. Did you? Did you say, yeah, it's at least 10% odds that we could have a single day where the stock market falls 12%. Guess what? If you said the answer was at least 10%, based on historical data, your answer is 10 times higher than historical data. Well, you say we try that one again, huh? (laughs) Yeah, we need to redo your calculations. Go back to 1929. Look at every six-month period since then. And we've had a 12% decline in the stock market only 1% of the time. And yet most investors, when you ask the question, according to Yale's research, most investors think that there's a 10% chance we could have a really bad day at any given moment in the next six months. And usually the people who have just experienced a negative market are the ones most likely to believe that's the case. In other words, it's because we had six weeks of the market losing 10%, people are more likely to think that 10% losses are common, frequent, rationally expecting to occur again. And in fact, that's not at all the case. So we have to make sure we're putting things in a proper perspective. You know the drill. Don't base investment decisions based solely on past performance. You see that statement on page one, bold print, center of the page of every prospectus you've never read. 
Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any assertion to the contrary is a federal offense. Don't assume that what's happened over the last week, month, quarter, year is necessarily representative of what's going to happen over the next week, month, quarter, year, or decade. Let me take it a step further. There are three things you should do to effectively manage your assets. Number one, you should invest in a highly diversified way. You've heard me talk about this lots and lots over the last 25 years on this radio show. We should invest in a highly diversified fashion. No big bets. We should be investing in a lot of different places, 12 eggs and 12 baskets, so to speak, to reduce our investment risks. Diversification is number one. Number two, a long-term focus, exactly as I've just been describing. Don't make investment decisions based on what's happening right now or what just happened recently. Investing is something you do for years, decades, not minutes, hours, days, weeks, or months. So a long-term focus. And third, most importantly, is rebalancing. Most people never rebalance. It's increasingly common, fortunately, and we have been on a bandwagon for years trying to assure you and explain to you the importance of rebalancing your portfolio. It's real simple. Let's say you start with two assets. Simple example, 50-50, and suddenly they shift, and they're now 60-40. You need to rebalance back to 50-50 because if you don't, the 60-40 becomes 70-30, 80-20, 90-10. All of a sudden, you're not diversified. You've got all your money in one place. Risky, scary if that one place is about to collapse due to a stock market crisis. So diversification is important, and rebalancing helps you maintain the diversification. But when do you rebalance? Those who do, and like I said, the majority don't, but those who do rebalance tend to do it on a calendar basis. Is that how you do it? You rebalance, say, every quarter? We're coming up on the end of the quarter right now, right? We just had March 31st. That's the end of the quarter. Triggering the time to do a rebalance. But wait a minute. At the end of March of this year, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was about 17,600. You know where it was at the beginning of the year? About 17,600. In other words, there hasn't been a change materially from January 1 to now. And therefore you would say, oh, well, no need for a rebalance. Everything is copacetic. But you know what you missed? February 11th, the Dow was only 15,600. Yeah, the Dow fell 2,000 points by the middle of February. If you only rebalance on a quarterly basis, you missed it. You missed the opportunity. You could have bought low just in time for the market to recover. And that's why, in our firm at least, we don't engage in calendar rebalancing. We engage in percentage rebalancing. We track every client account in our firm every single business day. And we track every single asset inside every single client account to see if there has been a deviation in pricing. If that 50-50 has moved to 60-40, if so, we capitalize on it. We will trigger that rebalance to take advantage of that short-term price anomaly. Helping, the whole point of this is to help reduce your risks. That's the advantage of rebalancing by percentage. If you aren't engaging in that, if you aren't using a financial advisor who engages in that for you, you might want to rethink your investment strategy approach. 
If we can help you figure this out, well, that's why we're here. Just call me, 888-PLAN-RIC, right now during the program or anytime during the week, seven days a week, 8.30 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. You can call right this very moment. My colleagues at Edelman Financial are available to answer your questions, help you understand how rebalancing works, whether it's applicable in your situation, if you're doing it right or wrong, or worse, even not at all. Let us help you. It can make a material difference in the results and your efforts to achieve your financial goals. 888-752-6742. You can visit us online as well at rickedelman.com. That's ricedelman.com. And click that red button, I want to talk to an advisor. And we'll be happy to help you just like we've helped tens of thousands of people just like you. I'm Rick Edelman. This is The Truth About Money. Coming up, are you spoiling your kids? I'll give you the answer when we come back here on The Rick Edelman Show. Stay with us. 888-PLAN-RICK online at ricedelman.com. This program is sponsored by Edelman Financial Services. Need a second opinion on your investments? Get a free portfolio review at rickedelman.com. America was built by people with a few dollars and a dream. And while many don't know it, there's one path to success that still only requires a dream and about $10. That's right. If your dream is to start or grow your business, something as simple as the right business card could make all the difference. And today, at Vistaprint.com, you can get 500 full-color business cards for only $9.99. That's right. Only $9.99. Just go to Vistaprint.com and enter promo code 9595 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 9595. To arm or not to arm? This is Charlie Sundstrom with your Van Dyke Mortgage Minute. For some, an adjustable rate mortgage is an automatic no. If that's the case, it's usually for a couple of reasons. Either you're uncomfortable with any risk or simply don't know how hybrid arms work. For others, an arm can be a valuable financial tool. A hybrid arm is actually a fixed rate loan for the first three, five, seven, or 10 years. During the fixed period, there's no risk of rate adjustment and typically offer healthy savings. Having reasonable expectations for future sale or refinancing can be all it takes to make a hybrid arm worth considering. At Van Dyke Mortgage, we work hard to be your trusted advisor and can help analyze your personal situation and give you advice that matters. For your mortgage pre-approval and refi needs, start by visiting vandykemortgage.com. That's vandykemortgage.com. Corporate NMLS 3035. Van Dyke Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Charlie Sundstrom, NMLS 134251. This morning, Sandra Sneed wrote a joyful status. This miss is a soon-to-be missus. Over 300 friends liked her engagement post, and it got 76 comments. Sandra, you're one popular gal. Geico also has a comment on your status. Did you know you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance in just 15 minutes by switching to Geico? Just the way we're trying to help cushion a nice little nest egg for the future misses. Hashtag getting hitched. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Big box stores may be big, but if you trust them to build your lawnmower right from the box, well, what is that? It looks like a gas-powered paper shredder. It's a lawnmower. No, it's not. Build it again. Not so with United Service and Sales. They sell home, garden, and snow removal equipment. Top-of-the-line products from Toro and Echo. And when you buy from them, you're buying from an actual equipment dealer. So visit UnitedServiceAndSales.com and get to know their expert care better. Call 801-485-5770. 
This program is brought to you by Edelman Financial Services. Welcome back to the program. Rick Edelman here. A lot of folks have been asking the question, is it safe for me to file my tax return yet? Because you've been following my advice and not filing your return as yet. Uh, We've been warning you, as we have unfortunately had to do for the past several years, warn you that if you own mutual funds and a taxable account, and I'm willing to bet you do, because mutual funds are the most popular investment in the country, one out of two U.S. households owns a mutual fund, that if you own a mutual fund and a taxable account, do not file your tax return prior to April 1st. And the reason we have said that is because over the past several years, the mutual fund industry and its efforts to properly provide you with the 1099s that you need to file your return, they issue the 1099s by January 31 as required by law, but those those 1099s are often wrong. They have incorrect or incomplete data forcing the mutual fund companies and the brokerage firms that are handling your accounts for you to reissue amended 1099s, which you might not get until February or, yes, indeed, the end of March. Imagine if you filed your return in early February based on the 1099 you got at the end of January, only to discover that you then get a new revised 1099 in the mail. Two weeks later, you've got to file an amended tax return. What a nuisance. What a mess. And if you hire a tax advisor to prepare your tax returns, as we recommend that you do, your tax advisor has to do the work all over again, increasing the fees that he or she charges you along the way. It's annoying. It's ridiculous. So we've said to be safe, don't file your returns until April 1st. By then, whatever amended 1099s that are coming are probably already in your hands. Now, let me also add, go ahead and prepare your return. Fill it all out. Just don't mail it into the IRS yet in case you do get a revised 1099. Well, now the question is being raised by some folks. Rick, okay, here we are. It's April 1st. Is it clear to send in my 1040? The answer is yes. Uh, We've heard from many of the mutual fund companies and custodians, and they are all pretty much telling us the same thing, that uh, TDA, for example, has told us that uh, it is likely very safe for you to go ahead and rely on the most recent 1099 you've received. There is going to be, this is amazing, they say there is going to be another revision on April 6th, but it's only going to go to a very few number of uh, account holders. The overwhelming majority are not going to get a third revision. Unbelievable. Doesn't this just reflect the absurd complexity of the tax code? If the nation's biggest financial services companies, brokerage firms and mutual fund companies, can't figure out until April what the correct reporting data ought to be for transactions that ended last December 31... That kind of suggests our tax code is absurdly complicated and complex. The amount of money that everyone is spending in tax compliance, is that really helping the economy at all? Isn't there an easier, better way for us to pay our taxes? I just thought I'd vent a little bit. So anyway, yes, you're probably okay to go ahead and file your tax returns. Uh, You might want to check with your financial advisor if you have any further doubts along that at all. So, question of the day. Are you spoiling your children? 
58% in the recent survey by T. Rowe Price say yes, they worry that they do. And quite frankly, there's good basis for this. 41% of parents say that they've spent $200 or more on their child's birthday presents in the past 12 months. 41% have spent $200 or more. 46% say they've gone into debt in order to buy something their kids wanted. You must be joking. Wow. 57% of kids, this is how you've trained your children. You ready for this one? 57% of kids say that they agree with the following statement. I expect my parents to buy me what I want. Oh, come on! Parents say, 71% of the time, uh, parents agree that they are reluctant to talk with their kids about financial matters. That's a real shame because half of kids say they talk with their friends about money a lot. 47% of your children have lent money to friends. Only 15% say they were not paid back. And how about your overall total guilt trip in having to do whatever it takes for your sweet, adorable, little, spoiled, rotten brats? 67% of parents say that saving for their children's college is more important than saving for their own retirement. (laughs) Completely wrong. If you have to choose, of course, in an ideal world, you won't have to. You'll be able to save adequately for both their college and your retirement. But if you do have to choose due to limited resources, you must choose your retirement, not their college. Lots of reasons for this. Number one, they can get the college degree inexpensively. Second, they can pay for their college degree throughout their entire working career. They have 40 years of a career. They have 40 years to pay for the education. Your retirement, on the other hand, must be pre-funded. You can't pay for retirement while in retirement. And so for that reason, you must choose your own retirement ahead of their college. It gets worse. The data is even more horrible. 44% of parents say they've used retirement savings to fund non-emergencies during the past two years, including 17% say they've taken money out of retirement savings to pay for a vacation. Way wrong answer! And no wonder 60% of parents say the conversations about saving for retirement usually fill me with a lot of anxiety. Are you among the 60% of parents who say this? If so, I got news for you. You're doing it wrong. And it might be because you don't know how to do it right because no one's ever taught you. Well, you don't have to go it alone. This is the first time you've dealt with raising children, paying for college, saving for retirement. But guess what? I've done it tens of thousands of times with myself and my colleagues on behalf of our clients. Let us share with you the knowledge and experience we've gained. You don't have to do it alone. Call us. Let us help you. Triple Eight Plan Rick. It's easy. It's simple. It's painless. It's actually downright fun. You'll love it. 888-752-6742. Let us help you so that you can help yourselves and your kids. Stay with us for more here on The Rick Edelman Show. We'll be back with the director of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau here on The Rick Edelman Show. Need a second opinion on your investments? Get a free portfolio review at rickedelman.com. QL1, does Rock? 
Rocket Mortgage require me to fill out a bunch of paperwork? Negative control. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans is the first on-demand mortgage machine that quickly imports your financial data. You can go through the entire mortgage approval process in minutes. That is fast, like rocket fast. It also works on any internet-ready device, so you can get a Rocket Mortgage at any time or place you choose. Over. Three, two, one. RocketMortgageAndQuickenLoans.com. Push button. Get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing letter. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org. Number 3030. How fast are Allegra gel caps? I didn't know you got a cat fast. How strong are Allegra gel caps? Ten more logs to go strong. Non-drowsy Allegra gel caps give you noticeable relief of your indoor and outdoor allergies. It starts working in just one hour, two times faster than Claritin's first dose, and stays strong for 24 hours. It's relief when the pollen's off the chart strong, even in the convertible. Allegra gel caps. Nothing's faster, nothing's stronger. Among OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use only as directed. Visit Allegra.com. 436 in the KSL 24-hour newsroom during this afternoon's session of the 186th General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Elder Robert D. Hales of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles spoke about the Holy Ghost and how it's different than the light of Christ, saying the Holy Ghost can guide major decisions like marriage and missions, but only if we study the matter first, then come to the Lord in prayer. Personal revelation is essential, but is only one part of the work of the Holy Ghost. He added that the Holy Ghost is not given to control us, and we may all feel its influence differently. Elder Patrick Kieran of the Seventy, continuing the Church's dialogue on the plight of millions of refugees around the world and how inspiring it is to see Church members working to help those who have lost so much. Across Europe specifically, I've seen members of the Church who have experienced a joyful awakening and enriching of the soul as they have responded to that deep, innate desire to reach out and serve those in such extreme need around them. Elder Kieran emphasized the church's focus is not on politics, but as the Savior taught, to love one another. A Utah man says he's lucky to be alive after spending a month in a South American hospital. 35-year-old Bryce Astill was planning to trek through the Andes in February. He was healthy when he got there, but he caught the H1N1 flu virus, eventually acute respiratory distress. His friend started a GoFundMe page to raise money after a month in a South American hospital. He's home expected to make a full recovery. KSL's top national story this hour from ABC News. An Amtrak train strikes a backhoe in Chester, Pennsylvania, killing two people and sending more than 30 to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Linton Holmes was on the train when it derailed. The train was, like, rumbling, and then we got off track, I guess. And then it was just a bunch of dust. It was just dust everywhere. Coming up on KSL News Radio, lots of blue skies and sunshine today. Love your Monday weather forecast next. KSL News Time, 438. Look, this is why your neighbors listen to KSL Driving to Work. We are Utah's only all-news morning show. All news, all morning, only on KSL News Radio. Welcome to Letters to Linux. Today our letters from Daryl H. of Garland, Texas. Daryl writes in to tell us that he had his overalls sprayed with blue Linux Extra. Apparently he has an ornery bull that likes to chase him around the pen. He's hoping that the DuPont Kevlar technology in Linex Extra that protects his truck bed from scratches and gouges will help protect him from becoming a rancher kebab. While we don't endorse his use of the product in this way, we commend his ingenuity. Linex, serious protection guaranteed. Linex of Midvale is now open for business at 7000 South State. The number one spray-on protective coating truck bed liner. Three million satisfied customers with great-looking truck beds. Linex and Jordan Camper. 
have teamed up to offer you the very best in protective coatings and truck accessories. Truck tops and tonneau covers, floor mats to step bars. Jordan Camper at 7000 South State features multiple installation bays with trained technicians ready to install. Follow us on jordancamper.com and Facebook. KSL has added more eyes to your commute to break in with problems faster. Truck on its side, three left lanes blocked. Triple team traffic on KSL News Radio. Traffic and weather together. Accident 4700 South, 3900 West, and 9600 South. Slowing traffic in all directions. Both of those accidents in the clearing stages. Mostly sunny, 71 today. Clouds overnight. Chance of showers tomorrow. No time for spring cleaning. Let Molly Maid help. Insured and bonded Molly Maid has been cleaning homes in Utah. For over nine years, call for a free estimate or visit mollymade.com. Downtown, 68 degrees, 440. You get the top stories every 30 minutes. Breaking news the second it happens. I'm Dan Jessup, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM, Utah's news, traffic, and weather station. This program is sponsored by Edelman Financial Services. Welcome back to the program. Rick Edelman here, uh, having a great time on the show today. Hope you are as well. And uh, welcome your phone calls at Triple H to Plan Rick. Um, I'm coming to New York this coming Tuesday. I'll be in Short Hills, New Jersey. And on Wednesday, April 6th, the next night, I'll be on Long Island. 7 p.m. both nights. And it's going to be an evening with Rick Edelman. We're going to do lots of Q&A, have a great conversation, answering all your personal finance questions, saving for retirement, generating income in retirement, handling wills and trusts, investing in today's uncertain economy, a whole lot more. Register online. It's $15 a person, 25 a couple. Register at rickedelman.com. That's ricedelman.com. You can also register over the phone right now, all the way through 8.30 p.m. this evening at 888-PLAN-RICK. Later this month, we're beginning uh, a new seminar series on preparing for retirement, beginning the week of April 28th, Thursdays at 7 p.m., and Saturdays at 11 a.m. And we're going to be doing the seminars in Baltimore, Salt Lake City, Columbus, San Diego, New York, New Jersey, Miami, Houston, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Richmond, Los Angeles, St. Louis, Phoenix, Hartford, Dallas, and Orlando. You can get the full seminar schedule of when we're coming to your town at my website at rickedelman.com. The seminar is going to teach you how to manage the money in your IRAs and retirement accounts, how to maximize your Social Security benefits, and how to protect your assets for your heirs. Get the full seminar schedule at ricedelman.com. I'm really happy to welcome into the studio Richard Cordray, the director of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Director, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. The CFPB is a relatively new agency. Uh, We have a lot of federal regulators and a bunch of state regulators all helping consumers in the area of consumer protection, anti-fraud, and the like. And a lot of them particularly focused in the financial services sector. I'm regulated, uh, as all other financial advisors are, by uh, the SEC, of course, uh, FINRA, the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority regulate stockbrokers in the mutual fund industry and the brokerage firms. But the CFPB is a relatively new guy in town. You've only been around for, is it five years now? That's correct. And your focus has not been the Wall Street side of things, meaning it, isn't, it hasn't to date been of the brokerage firms, the securities industry, the mutual fund industry. You've been focusing your efforts on banks, credit unions, mortgage lenders, payday lenders, private student loan lenders, and you've been rather busy. 
We, we have been. Uh, as you say, investments are handled by other agencies. Insurance is handled at the state level. But virtually every other product or service that's financial that households uh, use, whether it's mortgages to buy a home or credit cards or student loans or auto loans or other things they run into that they didn't necessarily intend to use, such as being pursued by debt collectors. In the last five years, you've collected your agency $11 billion in fines. $3.5 billion has gone back as repayment restitution to victims. Another $8 billion, roughly, uh, in people having their loans reduced in uh, principal value or debts canceled outright or whatever. $11 billion in five years is a pretty impressive number. And some of the companies that you've, I'll use the technical term, nailed um, – <laughs> J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, $50 million refunded to half a million consumers, another $130 million in penalties for bad behavior regarding credit card debt and robo-signing court documents. Can you explain robo-signing of court documents? Sure. What we find in the debt collection area, and this is a source of great uh, harm to consumers, is often the debts are not very well substantiated. So you may have a debt collector chasing you around for a debt that you don't even owe or that you actually had paid off. Uh, and it's not very well substantiated. And if they sue you in court, as debt collectors often do these days, they may put together evidence to demonstrate that you owe the debt that isn't actually correct evidence. It's falsified. Uh, that's what we call robo-signing. So how does a consumer know that they are being victimized in the way of somebody claiming that they owe money when, in fact, they don't owe it. How do you protect yourself? Well, I think the consumer often knows very well whether they owe a debt, whether they recognize a debt, uh, whether they ever owed that debt in the first place or whether they repaid it. What happens is debts can change hands. You know, one debt collector can sell it to another debt collector, and you can have the whole scenario unfold all over again. Uh, what we say to consumers, and there's tens of millions of Americans who have debt collectors pursuing them, uh, is you have rights. You may not know that. You may never have encountered this problem before. Uh, on our website at consumerfinance.gov, we have a lot of information about how you can cause debt collectors who are harassing you, calling you at all hours, calling you in the workplace, calling your friends and family, how you can get them to stop. Uh, and when we see the law being violated, our job is to enforce that law and to make sure it sticks. Uh, that's the enforcement action we took that you mentioned against J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, against the two biggest debt buyers in the country who had to pay uh, millions of dollars in penalties because they were engaged in practices that violated the law. One of the things this agency stands for is making sure that the laws that are on the books are actually enforced, which wasn't necessarily the case before. You mentioned that... Um, people who owe debt uh, and have debt collectors calling them, that they often get those phone calls at work. Is that legal? Uh, it is not legal if you have indicated that they should stop calling you there. You have rights to stop the conversation. Uh, and uh, what happens is debt collectors are often paid on commission. They're really pushing the envelope to try to get that money collected, and they will cross the line. And our job is to make sure that they know when they cross the line there are consequences. And our job also is to help consumers understand that if someone is crossing the line, they have an ability to make things stop. Calling late at night, calling uh, family members, you know, threatening arrest, uh, and other things that uh, debt collectors can't actually do, these are all illegal under federal law. And 
and it's understandable why they would call you at work. The intimidation factor, sort of, you know, whether they say it or not, the intimation is, I'm going to tell your boss that you owe me money. Well, and the worst elements of that that we've seen have to do with service members. And we've had a number of enforcement actions where debt collectors are pursuing the service member by trying to inform their, uh, their commander, uh, which is something that could affect their security clearance and obviously affect their job. Very intimidating for service members. We've, that is illegal. It is something that we have pursued aggressively, uh, and we, we have a whole office devoted to standing up for service members and making sure their rights are vindicated. You also leveled a $700 million refund against Citibank for illegal credit card practices. $700 million. What was it that Citibank was doing? They were doing an awful lot of it, obviously. What were the, what were the illegal credit card practices they were engaging in? So they were doing something that actually was common in the credit card industry at the time, and we've pursued enforcement actions against about a dozen different credit card companies. Citibank, one of the larger uh, figures, uh, but Bank of America uh, and J.P. Morgan Chase and others. Uh, what they were doing was when you got a credit card or went to renew the credit card, they would try to sell you add-on products. These products generally were fairly worthless. Uh, and when somebody's selling you a very, basically worthless product, they tend to overstate the, the benefits of that product. So the marketing we thought was quite misleading, uh, quite aggressive, quite unfair. We had tapes of calls so we could see just how people were deviating from the script uh, and signing people up without their permission, not really informing them of what the, what the product was. Uh, and we, we thought that this was deceptive, false, misleading, uh, and we have pursued it and pretty much rooted that out of the market place at this point. Can you give me an illustration of the kinds of products they were pitching? Uh, sure. They were called credit protection products or, or so-called insurance-type products. If, if you became unemployed, you could still have your credit card bill paid. Uh, in fact, often they would sign you up for that but never actually activate the product. So although you supposedly <laughs> were getting the product, you never actually deal. were. And if you ever tried to claim it, they would say, oh, I'm sorry, you didn't have the product even though you paid $10 a month for it for the last three years. The chutzpah of some people just really uh, makes you wonder. Uh, and, and the volume sometimes of what some of the large institutions institutions do, uh, it, it adds up to a lot of money, uh, and they can kind of excuse it in their minds. But one of the things we're doing is making sure that they understand they have to comply very carefully with the law. What surprised me uh, in looking at the uh, list that you gave me of the companies that you have obtained fines or refunds on behalf of consumers from contains uh, a rather what I consider to be a rather surprising uh, line item, a $120 million in refunds to consumers for uh, illegal, unauthorized charges. But it wasn't the kind of a company that I would have ever guessed would have been doing it or you would have caught, let alone obtained a $120 million worth of refunds. When we come back on the program, we're going to talk about who that was, the industry they're in, and how this could be affecting you without your knowledge, and two, your surprise. So I want you to stay with us for more. We're talking today with Richard Cordray, who's the director of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, about ways the government is indeed actually here to help you. Stay with us for more here on The Rick Edelman Show. We'll be back. 888-PLAN-RICK, online at ricedelman.com. More with the author of the number one national bestseller, The Truth About Retirement Plans and IRAs, coming up on The Rick Edelman Show. 
And now, a touching moment while staying in touch with Geico. Just the other night, as I gazed up into the sky, I saw a shooting star. In that moment, I made a wish that Geico would be available 24-7, by phone, on the web, or with the Geico app. After that, I realized my wish had already come true. So basically, I had just wasted a perfectly good wish. Then I started to think about dolphins and felt better right away. Geico. Anywhere, anytime. When you're a kid, monsters live under your bed. When you're a grown-up, monsters come in the mail. You know, bills. But by refinancing your mortgage with Quicken Loans, you could save hundreds of dollars each month. Money you can use to shrink those monstrous bills down to a size that's not nearly as scary. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit us at quickenloans.com. Again, that number is 800-QUICKEN. Buy in. Quicken Loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. This program is brought to you by Edelman Financial Services. Welcome back to the program. Rick Edelman here. With me in the studio is Richard Cordray, Director of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Thanks for being with us again uh, on this segment, Director. We've been talking about ways that the CFPB has been working to help protect consumers from the bad boys in the financial industry. And one of the – we've talked about J.P. Morgan Chase and Citibank and, and some other companies that have been nailed with very big fines for really a very abusive illegal practices against consumers. There's one that caught my eye among, among the list director that I really wanted to mention, $120 million in refunds to consumers who were victimized with illegal billing of unauthorized charges. And, and the reason this one caught my eye is because I would suspect that most of the folks listening to this show are people who would say, you know, I'm not unsophisticated. I have a college degree. I'm not buying used cars outside next to a pawn shop. I'm not dealing with rent-to-own furniture contracts. I'm, I'm an upstanding, high-income, highly educated member of the community. This stuff, what CFPB's doing isn't really applicable to me. And yet this one says to me, we're all potentially victimized by what's going on in big deal corporate America. $120 million consumer refund you arranged against Sprint and Verizon. Yeah, this falls in the category of you might be surprised. Uh, So what we found was that the cell phone companies uh, had become payment processors. On their bills, they would allow certain third parties to charge you for products and the charge would come through your cell phone bill and you would pay it when you paid your cell phone bill. And so that that allowed third parties to put things on your bill. And the cell phone companies were not attentive to who was putting what on their bill. And so there were companies that were putting charges on the bill that did not represent charges that you had signed up for, did not represent any kind of product that you were actually getting. Uh, and these were unauthorized. We call them uh, slamming or... or um, uh, cramming uh, of charges onto your bill, often you wouldn't even recognize them. One of the things the cell phone company said to us, but we haven't really gotten any complaints. Well, one of the scammers called themselves data processing services. So on your itemized bill, it would say somewhere data processing services. How clever. Four ninety five. You, know, you wouldn't think to challenge that. It sounds like a reasonable thing. But what we found was, and as you say, it added up to over $100 millions of dollars in refunds back to consumers because of these practices. And the cell phone companies are now on notice and they have enforcement orders to be much more careful about what goes on that bill. 
So it's rather fascinating that uh, the CFPB is tackling areas that some would argue have been left to go unchecked for a considerably long time. We know how diligent the SEC is and FINRA and the state uh, insurance and securities regulators, but I don't know that there's been anybody in particular focusing on cell phone carriers. Um, tell me how, though, uh, it makes me wonder about the Trade Commission. Where where do you stand relative to the Federal Trade Commission, and, and is there an overlap or redundancy there? Actually, I'd say a couple things. So some of our jurisdiction uh, is shared with the Federal Trade Commission, specifically for companies that are not themselves banks. Uh, and, for example, in the uh, in the mobile cramming cases, we split those up. They did some and we did some. And we often split up work so that we can maximize you know, our, our limited resources. In that case, also, we worked with the Federal Communications Commission. It hadn't been a focus for the FCC in prior years. They've been around for decades to focus on consumer financial matters. But under the new chair, Tom Wheeler, they have been very aggressive, and they've been a great partner for us. We also work with state attorneys general and others. But I would say that there's a lot of people who've been around for a long time who've had this as one of the issues on their list, one of their priorities. But if it's not your main priority, that's a very different thing. For the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, standing on the side of consumers, seeing that they're treated fairly in the financial market, place is our main priority. And we also have jurisdiction over national banks, which is a big change. How do you decide what those priorities are? What, I mean, who woke up one morning and said, we ought to look at Sprint? How do you figure that out? So a couple of things. Some of the priorities Congress set out for us in our statute. So, for example, they uh, insisted that we do a lot of reform of the mortgage market, which obviously was a market that broke the economy and created the financial crisis. In other areas, we take a lot of our bearings from the voice of the consumer. We have a consumer complaint line. I want to I urge your listeners to think about if they've ever been mistreated on their mortgage or credit cards or student loans or auto loans. What do they do when that happens? Do they actually get a lawyer and sue somebody? Not very often. But they could certainly, and this is something we encourage, file a complaint with us. Uh, they can go to consumerfinance.gov. It takes about 15, 20 minutes to file a complaint. Sometimes it will lead to direct relief. Sometimes it leads to an explanation. We will work those complaints. The other thing that benefits us is it gives us a lot of information. We've had over 800,000 complaints. This is not a hard thing to do. And when we have that pattern of information, we see things. We see things like the mobile cramming onto cell phone bills, or we see things like specific debt collectors who are abusing the line and going over the line. And that then prioritizes our work. Crowdsourcing, basically. You're basically saying to all of America, feed us the areas that you have worries and concerns and complaints about. And the bigger the list we get, that tells us there's something to look at. I think that just makes sense. I don't think it would be the right approach for me or my colleagues to be sitting in some ivory tower trying to guess what affects consumers. We give them a chance to give us their voice in their own words. And by the hundreds of thousands, they're doing that. And that then tells us what kinds of things we should address. And by the way, they can also file complaints and talk to us uh, over the phone. We have a toll-free number, 855-411-CFPB. Uh, it's, it's, again, free, and we have available uh, capacity in multiple languages, and we encourage people to reach out to us and tell us what they're seeing around the country. Then we will be able to be responsive to their concerns. The creation of the CFPB, we're talking with Director Richard Cordray of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. The, the creation of the CFPB, as you know, was not without some controversy, as opponents 
opponents uh, on Capitol Hill argued that there were already sufficient number of federal agencies and this wasn't necessary and that the level of oversight by Congress or the administration was insufficient to keep in check the CFPB's activities. What's your response to those concerns? So I wasn't in Washington at that time. I was in Ohio serving as the Ohio Attorney General. But what I will say is I think the the agency speaks for itself. Over $11 billion back to consumers in less than five years, hundreds of millions of dollars in penalties. Obviously, there were a lot of issues being neglected here. And if you look forward, you know, over the long arc of history, we have built an agency from the ground up here that has the ability to make a difference for consumers day in and day out and on a persistent basis and clean up these problems. I think people, everybody across the country is entitled to be able to deserve and expect that kind of fair treatment, and that's what we stand for. One of your pet peeves, mine as well, I've talked about it a lot on this program in our last minute here on the show, is the importance of financial education. Yes, Talk about your views and what the CFPB is doing in that regard. So I've seen this at the state and local level, now at the federal level, that many people, most people go out into the world and nobody's ever given them any guidance in these matters. Or maybe they've gotten some partial guidance from parents who didn't know much more about it than they did. And they go out and repeat the same mistakes that people made before them. And it's, it's tragic. Uh, we ought to have a mandate in every one of our 50 states that in the high schools that the children are taught at some point financial education so they have a, a baseline of what to expect and what to think about as they go out into the world and are expected to manage their own affairs. And we at the Consumer Bureau have developed a lot of good tools that people can use. They're available on our website at consumerfinance.gov. Some of them are big moment-in-time decisions like paying for college or seeking to buy a home. Some of them are just lots of advice about how to handle situations that we talked about like debt collectors or credit reporting problems. And we really...